Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. Hey Josh. Hey Dennis, how you doing? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, welcome to you, too, my friend. Welcome to you. That's the name of my... Once we get really famous, uh, that's going to be the name of my our self-help book. Welcome to you. Mm. I'm picturing just your big head floating in the corner of the book. No, like a big disembodied head. No, that no, like, like that's not what that came. Like portrait. That's style. not great. That's not what that came out as. But my big head. You have Pete Rose hair, like you used to have years ago. I never, when did I have Pete Rose hair? I don't know, man. Like maybe like fifteen years a, ago, back when I was a child, when you were kind of letting yourself go a little bit. Your I'm hair just, got a little shaggy. I was letting myself go. We know the period. What else was going on when I was letting myself go? You were living with Pop. I think you were working like one or two days a week. Pop uh, uh, being Dennis's grandfather. I I feel like that was like a little, you're trying to find a job, Mm. but you weren't really doing too great. And I feel like you kind of let yourself go a little bit and you kind of had this Pete Rose hair thing going on. But then I started walking like 50 blocks a day. I would, uh, I would carry around my backpack with, I would have my Walkman. And I carry around my backpack full of tapes, and this was definitely 17 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up getting these weird holes in my feet. <laughs> your feet, your shoes. So much. No. Your feet? F- yeah. Dang. Like, they were like these weird, like, blisters that had, I'm, I'm showing Josh, they were weird blisters that had, like, Ooh. black uh, holes in the middle. Uh, Dennis just did the, the sex fingers, just so everybody knows. <laughs> Uh, uh, are they widely re- referred to as sex fingers? I think so. Okay. Anyway. Uh, what, real quick, this is a best friend simulator. Oh, hi. Uh, anyway, there were, yeah, so it was like these weird hard blisters with like black holes in the middle. Is that a, planner, I would just, a planner's wart? Maybe. Because I would just walk all day. I think I lost a bunch of weight, too. Hey, man. Can you do like a book about losing weight? If you, the total amount of weight you lost is great, but if you're currently, like, overweight, asking for a friend. Asking for myself. Um, I'm gonna say you could do whatever the fuck you want. Fuck yeah. So positive. I mean, I, I think our society has pretty much collapsed. You could just do whatever. Who cares? Fuck it. That's, that's kind of true. <laughs> it, it really has gone off the rails. And what, I w- What's integrity anymore? Uh-huh. I find myself checking the news on my phone a lot because I keep thinking that something horrible is going to happen. Oh, but me I'm, too. I'm not checking because I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to do? I'm checking because I'm just expecting it and very kind of like, eh. We had a good run. Let's, let's pack know, it in. I mean, it wasn't that terrible. I've really fucked up a lot and I really have a lot of regrets, but other than that, it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we've, we as a, a race have pizza going for us, right? Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Then Lizzie, they were pretty great. Speaking of regrets. Okay. 
I mean, we can definitely go through a list of all the things that are great, but we'd be here for a long time. Speaking of regrets, I constantly have this really dumb thought. So, like, they were talking about... So, in the news this week, uh, it was announced that Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, your hometown hero... My boy, BB. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) There's only one B in his name. I don't think anybody calls him BB. I call him BB. Oh, you call him BB like baby. Yeah, it's like a funny thing. I called him Bezos boy once, and he got a chuckle out of it. So I just shortened it to BB. Josh. Yeah. When did you call him? What did you say? Beta boy? No. Bezo boy. Bezos boy. Bezos boy. So you just changed one of the letters in his name, added boy, and and he chuckled. Yeah. When did you say this to him? Uh, This is maybe like a year ago, I guess. Josh. Yeah. I'm looking at you now through the Skype. Okay. You're wearing overalls and uh, a winter hat. Um, in Canada, they would call it a toque. Okay. A toque. Right? Yeah. A winter cap. Yeah. You got a little scruff going on. Mm-hmm. Nobody's letting you within 100 yards of Jeff Bezos. Okay, fine. He's not my friend then. I just... Fine, you're admitting it or fine, you don't care if I believe you? I just wanted everybody out there to think I was cool. We do think you're cool. You don't have to, like, wow us with stories of your fake friendship with Jeff Bezos, who you call Bezos boy for some reason. BB. BB. Not BZ? No, BB. You could say, like, BZ, you're so busy. No, I like BB. Hypothetically, if we were actually friends. Bezos boy. Bezos boy. I am friends with Eddie Vedder, though. That's legit. I'm not lying about that. <laughs> right. I mean, nobody's questioning that. It's just Jeff Bezos really just took it over the edge. That's, yeah. I thought everybody in Seattle was friends with Eddie Vedder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I uh, built some railings for him recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. can grind down? Yeah. Or so he can lean against and play his ukulele? A little of both. You'd think He's going to grind down them playing the ukulele. He's going to grind on the ukulele? No, he's going to be grinding down that fucking rail just just wailing away on that little that little ook mm-hmm. you'd think eddie Ve- <laughs> you'd think eddie vetter would have been above the ukulele thing but now eh. him and who else that fucking guy with the hat <laughs> carlos santana dog you know carlos santana ain't playing no fucking ukulele he does have a hat though He's playing that fucking... He's going to play Black Magic Woman back-to-back with Smooth in concert for the rest of his life while people pay him for it. God bless him. God bless him is right. Motherfucker had hits like 40 years apart. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about Carlos Santana. Okay, yeah. What were we even talking about here? I was talking about how I have these stupid thoughts. Okay. And my most recent stupid thought when they talked about how Jeff Bezos was the world's richest person... BB. Because his, <laughs> yes, BB, because his Amazon stock is like whatever, whatever Amazon stock is. My thought was, man, you know, I really should have bought that Amazon stock <laughs> when it was a lot cheaper. <laughs> now, trust me, I have this thought and I go, what the, f- like, what? <laughs> like, I've ever had money to buy stocks. <laughs> I know anything about stocks. But. My thought was, it's always like, man, I should have got in on the ground floor on that. And it's just like, what? <laughs> like, to follow what trend of my life would that, like, 
you know, be that, like, yeah, just like all this other stuff you've done. That investment period of your life. Mm, well, instead of walking around all day with a backpack full of tapes, I could have invented. You could Google. have been in- investing. Mm-hmm. Or like, no, it goes beyond that though. Like, uh, somebody was explaining the uh, what do I want to say? Explaining the concept of a popular podcast once, and I was like, man, I could have thought of that. Instead, we thought of this ten years later. Concept for a popular podcast. I don't want to give it away, but it's popular. What is it? It's I don't know. I could bleep it, it out. I could bleep it out if you don't. No, it it, it doesn't matter what it is. I want to know it now. Ma- what matters is that I'm a fucking idiot. You're not an idiot. Of course, yeah. Everybody hey, wishes they hey, had that thought. Listen, hindsight mm-hmm. is twenty twenty, right? Mm, what about hindsight? Hindsight is uh, sixty nine. Can we bleep all this out? Get it? Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't think you understand a lot of things. Would hindsight be? No, never mind. Okay. I I want to take all this out in ed- in post. Yeah, go ahead. Wait a minute, you do the editing. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. I'm going to add more 69 jokes, too. Right here. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm glad we did that. <laughs> okay, so... I had to go to the doctor this week. I had to go to a specialist. Okay. And they said, look, you need this medicine. And again, I don't. it's not important what the medicine is, but I needed it. Viagra. Come on, dog. Don't, okay, don't I'm try sorry. to guess. Don't try to guess, because then... You know, I don't need Viagra. All right, I don't want to get I don't want to get weird and quote unquote sex positive as you as you use yeah. it for your excuse of getting weird. Dennis does not have a problem getting a boner. That's what he's saying. Oh man! World, world, just visualize Dennis with a boner. No. Boom. See, that's not sex positive. That's just gross. Ah, <laughs> oh, something wrong with you. Anyway, can I finish my story, okay. or can I even get to my story? Go ahead. I'm sorry. So I went to the specialist, and they said, look, you need this medication, but you have insurance, but it's still going to cost you $200. So I was about to curse her out. But then she said, I know, right? But then she said, if you go to this one particular pharmacy, you can get it for 30 bucks cash. Now, all the thoughts that you're thinking are the thoughts that I had. First of all, where the fuck am I that... You're telling me I can go to this one place with cash and they'll hook me up. Like, I, I go to a legit doctor that's part of a legit group practice. This ain't no fly-by-night shit. But I, I would say, given the state of our, our medical system in this country, sometimes you gotta, you know, you, you, you know a guy. Oh, they definitely know a guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you can't. You can't do all right sometimes. You can't do all right. That's not what I'm trying to say. You know, but it's 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 hard getting good medical care here. Sure. And if you play totally. by the rules, you're going to be bankrupt and on fucking GoFundMe saying, oh, hey, help, please. And look, I'm very thankful that I have insurance, that I can afford Obamacare. It's nice. So I said, fine, this place is actually around the corner from where I work. Won't be a problem. So when I walk into this pharmacy, right, it's something's going on. Okay. Okay. There's two bottles of lotion on the on the shelves. Now it's a it's a it's a long store, but there's nothing in the middle. It's just stuff on the sides. There's like two bottles of lotion, shit they don't make anymore, a couple birthday cards. It's something sketchy going on. Yeah. 
So it's just one dude working there. He's like, can I help you? And I said, I'm picking up a prescription for me, Dennis, from Best Friend Simulator. He said, okay, it'll just be a minute. And then a sound happened that I haven't heard in a very long time. Okay. Motherfucker started typing on a typewriter. Wow. How old was the was this gentleman? He wasn't a million. Like, he was, like, maybe, like, late 60s. Okay. So he... Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do, do you think maybe this doctor made a time bridge? Uh, I think you need to explain to me what a time bridge is. You know, it's, it's a bridge between two distinct time periods. I don't know why I asked. I could have figured that out. Um, like a time tunnel, okay. I guess. Where would he have made the time tunnel to? Like the 1940s? I'd say probably you could even get away with the 80s, right? Early 80s. Still using typewriters and shit. Yeah, I do think that's what's going on. Like, he, he was like, look, I want my patients to have access to cheap medicine. Forever. I'm going to rend the very fabric of space and time to open a wormhole so they can get cheap medicine. But you- cheap, they get them cheap Viagras. Well, I mean, do you think that's, after all the trouble it would make to make a time tunnel... That's what you would do with it, is to bring your typewriter f- thirty to forty years into the future to make people creams. Oh, like I've said, no. Too I'm much. saying you traveled through time when you when you went into this drugstore. Oh, you went through the time tunnel. Okay. You entered the early '80s to buy that. Oh, stuff. I definitely think so. There were okay. some lotions I've that I that they don't definitely don't even use that font anymore. Yeah, that's because you were in the early '80s. That was weird. So then, anyway, so the dude comes back with the instructions for the medication typewritten. Mm-hmm. No pamphlet with, like, side effects, all this other shit, just four instructions. And he, you know, he reiterated the cash part. I said, I, you know, I got your cash. I, I received the instructions for this transaction. Okay, did this guy mention that the Phils had a pretty good season last year and commented on how many home runs mike schmidt hit you know he did say that okay i think we cracked this case wide Mm -hmm. open then (laughs) any other reference Uh, to the early 80s please make them now i'm happy with my mike schmidt one i look forward to the movie back to the future coming out no that's probably a lot earlier than yeah my grandmother loved mike schmidt man i'll tell you what who doesn't and steve carlton they were the pride of the city now who do we have not to mention Kent Tecolvi. I'm going to blow your mind. Do you know who the newest Philly is? Uh, John John Tecolvi. Carlos Santana. <laughs> Josh. The- may I please? Josh just made the uh, kind of like, uh, like, whoa, 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 face. It was pretty. Uh, uh, he really sold me. <laughs> I, I don't think we're talking about the Carlos Santana, right? No, it's a different okay. Carlos Santana. I bet and he's pretty old. It, actually, it's the Carlos Santana, but he's like. He refuses to use a baseball bat. He uses his axe. I feel like you would mess up your nice guitar. He's got me- plenty of them. He's sponsored. Yeah. When so we I feel like just it's not weighted properly to swing like that. When we get sponsored by um, Yeti microphones, I'm going to smash one at the end of every episode. Okay. Another great best friend simulator episode. <laughs> Boom. You got it. Anyway. That was my trip to the pharmacist. It was really weird. I don't ever want to go back there again, but I might have to. Yeah, you're an actual time traveler now. Mm. You're you're like a like a John Titer. Mm. I am the Titer. Titer with a pocket full of Viagra's. I. <laughs> what did I tell you? 
I don't, I don't need that shit. I'm sorry. I'm feeling kind of rammy tonight. Yeah, but you're making me talk about boners, and I don't like it. I don't want to fall into Josh territory. I'm the Dennis. Okay. Don't talk about boners, then. Let's just leave it for me. Oh, man. I don't want either of us to talk about boners. I didn't buy Viagra. Let's just leave it right there. Leave it at that. Okay. So, uh, I have a, a little sexy secret, Dennis. Ooh. Wait, I, I did that all wrong. Let me start over. Okay. Hey, Dennis. Hey, Josh. I've got to tell you something. What is it? It's a sexy secret. Sexy secret. Come over here in the corner where it's a little more quiet. I want to talk to you about podcasting. I want to talk to you about pot. All right. Is that better? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, was that like natural Viagra for you there? Oh, man. (laughs) I will say something in front of you and the 40 to 70 listeners we have. (laughs) You speaking to me has never given me a boner. I know, that's fine. Please tell your secret. Uh, My sexy secret is... (laughs) Uh, I I was listening to... uh, the episode of Werewolf Ambulance that came out today where they were talking about the film Pet Cemetery, And they were discussing how the only two songs in the movie were both Ramon songs. And it dawned on me that I have never listened to a Ramones record all the way through, I think. That's your sexy secret? That's my sexy secret. For all of my years of listening to punk rock... Mm-hmm. I've never been into the Ramones at all, and never really been interested. There's like three Ramones songs. There's okay. uh, uh, there's like two that are that are very melodic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like four Ramones songs. There's like two that are very melodic. I don't I don't remember the name. There's Pet Cemetery, and then there's that one that they just keep playing over and over again with different lyrics. <laughs> I feel like you 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 hear one, you kind of you kind of got it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I feel like I've never, I don't dislike them. I've just never been interested. But then I thought about how that's a weird thing to talk about if you're not into punk and stuff. The fact that you haven't listened to a Ramones record? Yeah, like, who cares? Right. But have you listened to a Sex Pistols record all the way through? Yes. Ugh. I had a tape in high school. Oh, sorry. I think I listened to more Public Image Limited than I listened to Sex Pistols. Yeah. Dude, I was in punk bands, and there are so many punk records I can we can talk about that I haven't listened to, or or bands that I yeah. straight up hate, and people would be like, "How do you hate that band?" And like punk rock, I'm like oh, that's pretty easy. Watch me work. Yeah. Watch me work. <laughs> so that was my secret. I like that. It's pretty sexy. Not really. Yeah, I know. I think that's 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 the that's the bit. I did a sexy secret that I felt like was very revealing about my thought process, how I feel about myself and the world around me. And you revealed that you haven't listened to a record by a band. I think we're already off on what this sexy secret business is. I think the next time we have a guest on, which hopefully as soon if I get my shit together, we gotta make them reveal a sexy secret about themselves. That's gonna... No, should, that's... Yeah, that should be our that's rule. Weird. That's weird, though. No, that should be our rule for every guest. No, I'm not going to force anybody to talk about sexy stuff if they don't want to. But they could be as sexy as mine was or as fucking bland and dumb as yours was. Yours wasn't sexy, though, man. I mean, it was revealing. Yeah, mine was revealing, too. 
We learned a lot. Anyway, speaking of music, this past week, uh, the, the final founding member of Motorhead died, Fast Eddie Clark. It was, it was kind of sad. Uh, losing Lemmy last year hit me kind of hard in a way, because while well, I think he was you know far from a role model and Motorhead definitely has some problematic songs, they're a fucking great band and there's something very inspiring the way that those guys kind of lived their life kind of an uncompromising way that i try to channel in my everyday life so it, it's it's kind of sad i mean overkill is one of my fucking favorite records of all time the title track of overkill never ceases to get me pumped every time i hear it so yeah i just wanted to do a shout out to that and also i wanted to send a message to the year 2018 this real quick the year itself go ahead so help me god if you touch john carpenter rob halford or king diamond i'm gonna fuck you up can we can we talk about this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to knock anybody. For... Is it about me fu- trying to fuck up a, no. a, a period of time? No. Well, <laughs> yes, that's weird, but it's like that baby with the scepter who's like, baby New Year, you're going to punch or something. I, I will. I'll punch that baby New Year. I'll drown him in the toilet. Why does a person you respect and whose output you have enjoyed, why do they have to live forever? I don't know. I don't expect them to live forever. Um, also, I would I would definitely add Neil Young to that list, too. Just as a quick aside. I don't expect them to live forever. Just not all clumped together like that. What? Like one a year. Even, okay. Like, I feel I like know the I'm last get, couple of years yeah. have been very... And I, I guess that's just, you know, us getting old at this point. The mm-hmm. people that were kind of heroes or at the very least made art that we have greatly enjoyed sure. are old now. And they're all dying. But I just feel like everybody dying within the span of two years was a lot. Definitely. Definitely. But I had this problem. It's just a shitty year, too. Like, shitty couple of years as well. Like, just everything's piling on. Like, I don't need that psychic trauma. Right. I got you. But I had this problem when, when Lemmy died. Right? Which was... Yeah. Motorhead's been putting out records constantly. Nobody, f- yeah. nobody fucking listen to those records. You listen, That's not true. You listen to Overkill... You didn't listen to one Motorhead record that they put out in the in the two thousands. You agree? I I I haven't. Okay, but I know a lot of people that do. They're crazy people. Eh, just devoted fans. They're That's devoted cool. fans. I've been meaning to check out later records because I've read that they're actually good. Okay, but L- let me. I'm going to take back my crazy people comment because that was rude. Let me rephrase that. The people that were so upset about Lemmy dying were the people that they loved Ace of Spades. That's it. And it's like, what do you? <laughs> I swear, I'm going to get 90% of them were people who are just like, oh, man, fucking wise name, you got to go. First of all, let's talk about this. Please don't, please don't say you're going to live your life like Motorhead. The dude was on speed, maybe, yeah, constantly. I'm not saying, please don't start I doing said, speed. I, I took an inspiration from that in that he lived in a very uncompromising way. Like, he kind of did things sure. his way, and I like that. That doesn't mean I'm going to collect Nazi memorabilia and have a big mole on my face and I don't think chain he, smoke. I don't think he grew that on purpose. <laughs> he might have, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, don't start doing speed. We don't need that on the podcast. Don't plan on it. Unless it's prescribed. Uh, even John Carpenter. Yo, that dude, great movies. And I don't, look, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't wish anybody death. I take, I, I, I don't, I don't take life. Uh, I, I'm not saying any of this flippantly, but like, you know, what's he going to do? He's going to make Ghost of Mars 2? Like, come on. He put out that Lost 
the lost 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 tapes lost tracks yeah, nobody's listening to that that record's amazing how many people do you think ha- i'm gonna just totally shift gears how many people do you think have the have the thought of like you know if they just asked me what what movies they should put out it wouldn't lose any money if you ask me what albums come on how many how many people, how many people are listening to this john carpenter record lost themes a lot we figured that out a lot give me numbers he's done several tours in the past couple years sold out how many people are showing up to those tours thinking that they're just playing john carpenter movies you're being very shitty here right now man what's up with you i'm fine is this a side effect of the medicine you're taking it's it's not viagra people aren't allowed to be sad that people that created art and music that they really enjoy have passed away they are but it just it seems a little disingenuous for some people. I'm not saying all people. I'm just saying you see all these people come out and they're just like, oh my god, not David Bowie. And it's just like, come on. Like, what are you upset about? Look, man. People dying. Sure. That's Absolutely. Sad. People dying that made stuff that other people really love. Also sad to me. Like we talked about earlier in the the in the, the, the history of this podcast uh, when... Uh, Chester Bennington mean, from Lincoln Park. Was died. that a weird way to say in an earlier episode? That was a very <laughs> okay, fucking weird okay. way to say it. Yeah, in an earlier I episode. I, I think that raminess is gone, and I'm kind of just <laughs> fading <laughs> rapidly. Uh, so let's go back to the speed <laughs> conversation. Maybe you need to start doing speed. Yeah, maybe I do need speed. You know, when he died, I've never been a fan of Lincoln Park or whatever, but I, I recognize that he mm. meant a lot to people. You know, I think that was a different thing. That was more tragic. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I I don't think but, I'm saying what I want to say. I don't think I'm conveying the message that I'm trying to convey eloquently, which is usually my problem in life. But you're putting you're trying to put fake motherfuckers on blast. Is I that think what you're doing? so. I'm not trying to say like you should not be upset about anybody that you respect, care about or enjoy. I don't think that you I don't, I don't think I'm trying to say that you shouldn't be upset when they die. I understand like. You know, are you upset about David Bowie because, like, oh, he made that All the Young Dudes song? Or it's like, are you really sad because he, like, suffered and had cancer and was, like, a good dude? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's what, do you, what are we sad about here? I mean, does it matter? Mm, Is that for you to decide? No, but uh, I also have a microphone, so I can kind of just talk about whatever I want. It's true. And I'm here to, to, to clap back at Ram. that shit. You Ram. are, Rami. You'll notice that I, I didn't list a certain name. On people I don't want to die this year. Yeah, who is going to do this podcast with you if I wasn't alive? <laughs> Dennis, I don't want you to it's die. Just this like year. college. In fact, I would like it if you outlived me. I mean, that's. I think I'll probably do that. You yeah. think that odds are good? Yeah, but like we're talking like I'll make it to forty six, and you'll die at like forty five, like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't die that. Sorry. I have work to do. We're we're living on. We're just like Lemmy. You live it on borrowed time. It's true. He made it pretty old, though. All things considered, those guys lasted a lot longer than I would have expected. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. Wait, what work do you have to do? That was. I got a lot to do. I don't. I don't want to get into it because I'll get sad. No, no. People who say like they don't want to die because they have work to do, like I don't know. That sounds like a weird threat. I still have unfinished business. I need to perfect my technique for 
drowning a year in a toilet. I'm right. I'm almost there. Are you sure you're not on speed? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I have to. I have to pee really bad. Do you want to take a, a pee pause? Let's take a pee pause. Okay. Okay, I'm back. I peed. Hey, Josh. Yeah. I want to apologize if I seemed dismissive in our conversation about people dying. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But I think what you said was what I wanted to do. Call out some fucking fake motherfuckers. But you're right. People can do what they want. But look, if if people can do what they want, then why are we doing a podcast? Because we're mostly just complaining about other people. That's true. I mean, my, my take on that is I would rather have somebody give a half phony expression of sadness than to be shitty about it. That's true. I've never been shitty about people dying. Yeah, you have. Who? When my dad died. <laughs> no, you were shitty about my dog dying. If there was discussed. a person in my life who constantly hurt and tortured me, couldn't I be maybe relieved that they were dead? No. Why? Fuck you. People can do whatever they want. You said it yourself. Now you're just going contradictory to what you said. <laughs> Not when it's my dog. I, I didn't say... I, I, I He's asked, a very sweet dog. I asked you, you a question. Tor- you tormented him. I never, I've never heard anybody or anything. I don't even heard what? ants. You donkey kicked me in the face that one time. We were wrestling. Why hey, were, you didn't need a donkey kick me in the face. Why were we on the fucking ground? Get up. Fight like a man. Kick me right in my, right in my mouth. Well, you should have got lip, up. My lips swelled up so big. Oh, man. That sucked. I felt so bad, but it was also really funny. Uh. Let's go to Josh's conspiracy corner. Get this over with. I kick you so hard. You're you're really you're really on thin fucking ice with me right now, Dennis. <laughs> Won't be the first time. <laughs> so, gang stalking part two, the reckoning. What? That's like the cool sequel name that I gave it. Gang stalking two origins. <laughs> Yeah, continuing our conversation from last week, um, we went over a bunch of stuff, but we definitely had more to go over. So where do we leave off, Josh? Ooh, that's a good question. Josh, that was a facetious question because we talked about it before we started recording where we left and off. And we have the notes right in front of us. And we have the notes right yeah. in front of us. I'm trying to add a bit of a theater of the mind for the listeners. So they're ah, like, oh, these guys are professionals. So they, one yes. says, where do we leave off? Why, Dennis? One says, I know exactly where we left off. Let me try that again. I believe. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Me, 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 me. So, hey, Josh, where do we leave off? Why, Dennis, I believe we left off discussing. Use your regular voice. Community. Use a regular voice. Why, Dennis? <laughs> I believe we left off discussing <laughs> oh, the community God. surrounding gang stalking. All right. Or the gang stalking community. Yes. I was trying out a new voice. You shot no, me down. I don't like it. Just talk regular style. Okay, fine. Yeah, like we said last episode, uh, there are there's estimated to be around ten thousand people in the world who identify as targeted individuals, and most of these targeted individuals are connected in some way to online gang stalking communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we discussed, there are a shit ton of online groups forums and stuff uh there's just a there's a whole world out there on the internet about this stuff that people are engaging in yeah so one of these groups 
It's a Google site, Targeted Individuals 101. They have a list. Well, they have an... (laughs) Sorry, I almost fell off my chair. They have an article that says How to Fight. And it's a list of things to remember, steps to go by. says Remain Positive. Uh, Despite the unsettling nature of the ESMC activities, that means electronic stalking and mind control, targets must make a special effort to maintain a positive attitude. Resist depression. That's good advice. Yeah, definitely. Just all in general. Resist depression. Nice. Maintain your physical health. Okay. Take vitamins and eat correct foods. Let me see what they say. They don't really say what correct foods are. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know more about that. Despite your listless feelings, go about your activities and make a point of getting plenty of exercise. A clear correlation exists between physical health and mental health. Okay. Defy the handlers. All right. Make a concentrated effort not only to maintain your health, but even to strengthen it. Okay. Be receptive to making new friends. All right. Hmm. Do not engage private investigators. Okay. Uh, They are often part of the problem. Private investigators cannot ply their trade without the assistance of law enforcement. First, they have to register and get permission to operate, usually the attorney general. Then they have to be tied into the state police. Okay, so they're trying to say they're in on it. Moreover, Mm -hmm. many of the private investigators are shady characters who operate just inside the law, and they often even cross over that line. I think... Are most private investigators uh, like the private investigator from The Big Lebowski? I think I think that that whoever wrote this <laughs> thinks driving a little shitty car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've watched watched some movies. <laughs> if they discover a bug, they will not inform you, for they would believe that it was placed there by law enforcement. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Do not discuss your ESMC harassment with every friend, family member, and acquaintance. They simply do not and cannot understand. Now, this is the one that upsets me. Uh, Do not visit a psychiatrist. The ESMC assailants want targets to go to psychiatrists knowing that the doctor will diagnose targets as schizophrenic or paranoid. Once targets see a psychiatrist, their credibility is compromised. The evil, perverted assailants will do everything to convince targets that they are mentally incompetent, including continually whispering to their subconscious, You are crazy. Indeed, the handler's activities will often cause targets to exhibit the very symptoms that psychiatrists associate with schizophrenic and paranoia. I'm sure they meant to say schizophrenia and paranoia and attempting to defend Mm -hmm. themselves against forces that they cannot see and do not understand. Well, I don't don't think you... You don't just need to be paranoid to have a schizophrenia diagnosis. Now, if you start to say that you hear voices, you see helicopters following you... People are dressing like you. If you when that that might start to add up to to a thought process of of schizophrenia, but it's a little more than that. Yeah, it goes beyond that. There's specific criteria you need to meet in order to get a diagnosis of that. And also, just like I mean, going to a psychiatrist or any kind of any professional to talk to about this, it's not just about like psychiatrists aren't going to say like that's not true. You're crazy. I mean, hopefully yeah. they'll be like. Well, I mean, so much of this seems to reflect on the stigma attached to mental illness in our society. Just just this idea that, like, getting some kind of mental illness diagnosis automatically makes you a zero or something. Right, right, right. That seems to be the the pervasive feeling I get looking at all this stuff. Like, the second somebody sees you as mentally ill, that's it, you're done. You're you're not of any value to anybody. And I, I feel like that's kind of what I'm hearing when I hear a lot of this stuff. Right, and just this idea of, like, somebody's going to talk you out of your ideas that 
this is happening. Like maybe people would make it a little easier to deal with. And I, I mean, that seems like a like a self protecting feature built into this kind of delusion. Mm-hmm. Is if you if you go see people that are going to take it away from you, then it's gone, and you you can't feel this source of importance that you have right. about yourself in your life. You know, so don't do that. All right, next step. It's, oh God, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say uh, up until mm-hmm. up until this point. Other than that last one and a couple of the very specific things that deal with gang stalking, this list is, is overall, it seems like a good kind of mental hygiene yeah, totally. list in general, which is funny because these are, it seems like a lot of advice you would give to somebody struggling with mental illness, you know, like make sure you eat right, make sure you aren't afraid to go out and meet people and talk to people and stuff, you know, like this all, this all seems like good advice to how to take care of yourself. Well... Other than the the private investigators and the not going to see a psychiatrist part. Hold on to that thought for a minute. Okay. Oh, God. What do we got? Next step. Resist any effort on the part of law enforcement to make you submit to a psychiatric evaluation. Okay. All right. Know that mental incompetence cannot be proved by your words and actions alone. That's the next step. Targets should make every effort not to look insane by falling into the handler's well-laid traps. Okay. Despite your frustrations and the handler's drivel through V2K, what is that? V2K. V2K. Let me look it up. Voice to skull. Okay. So, like, implants and stuff. Ah, okay. So, despite your frustrations and the handler's drivel through voice to skull, do not act irrationally. The next step is de-emphasize self. Many targets become obsessed with what the handlers do to their minds and bodies. That is quite natural and understandable. However, targets should train their minds to think beyond themselves and instead reach out to their pastimes, hobbies, and to others. Okay. Which is... Sure, That's kind of solid advice, right? Make special efforts to stay in contact with family members and friends for the handlers concentrate on isolating you from society. All right. The handlers will cause problems with your computer and will intercept your emails to others and also those that come from others. So are they telling you to get off of the internet? I'm going to start following a lot of these steps. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like, you can you can just take this list, edit out a few of the ones that are very specifically tied to this whole phenomena, and, and it's a pretty good way right. to live your life. Again, let me, uh, let me rein you in there. Uh, record <laughs> the handler's actions and your thoughts about them. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's maybe Keep not. a flash... Well, I don't know. Keep a flashlight, watch, notepad, and pen underneath your pillow or nearby to record these actions. Be observant. I mean, I think that's that's a good tip. That's that's good advice. Yeah. Um, Be present. Yeah. Videotape anything that happens out of the ordinary. Blinking lights, anomalies in your emails, etc. All right. That's two very random things. Remember precedence. Think back over previous events and actions. You had to have been targeted at some point in time. By recalling people, occasions, and incidents, you will probably get a very good idea about when, by whom, and even how you were targeted. Huh. Hmm. Thwart the efforts of the handlers and defy them. But is there a follow-up in that? Does it explain it? Yeah, as time goes on, you will see that certain actions on your part affect the capabilities of the handlers. You will also learn things that annoy the handlers. I enjoy singing monotonous ditties and repeating a phrase or a sentence for hours at a time, silently through thought. As I work and putter. Laugh at your handlers and try to make their lives as miserable and difficult as they attempt to make yours. Hmm. Okay, so let's get hypothetical here. Say you felt that you were a targeted individual. Okay. What would you do right here to thwart your handlers? Oh, man. Probably 
probably put on a Red Hot Chili Peppers record and sing along to all the lyrics that I know by heart. Specifically, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Dennis, you, you know, I feel like the bad blood that we had earlier in this episode uh-huh. yeah. has completely dissipated because that was exactly what I was going to say. Wow, look at that. I That's was going to say, best friends. I, I would just sing Sir Psycho Sexy over and over again out loud. Dude, I'm sure that I will get anybody to leave me if I do that. <laughs> Once, singing that song while we played Rock Band made my girlfriend leave the room, so I'm sure it would make handlers leave me alone. Jamie still talks about how horrified she was because that was her introduction to that song. She didn't think that was a real thing that existed in the world. Now she does. You you mean she was impressed by my performance? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm just going to stick with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Next next effort is stay alert, which I think was be observant, stay alert. I think it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Work to change the narrow mindset of the medical, medical community about ESMC. Okay. Only one sentence. He says, I am quite certain that at least some psychiatrists recognize the reality of ESMC without admitting it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, next tip is submit written complaints to local law enforcement. Okay. I mean, that's probably a good idea anyway. Uh, sure. Contact your representatives and senators in writing. Petitions are meaningless. Write individual letters. Again, good tip. In addition, send copies to your, of your letters to local and state officials, particularly the sheriff's office and the attorney general's office. Seek out other victims of VSMC and network with those victims in comparing your symptoms, your thoughts, and information that you have found. Okay. Hmm. Maintain the lifestyle that is normal to you to the extent possible. All right. Pretty good. You know? Oh, and, and within this, it says do not consider suicide an option. Your handlers, through sleep deprivation, electronic torture, mind control, social isolation, and other ways, will attempt to make your, you take your own life. This is a part of the script. Do not oblige them. Okay, pretty good. Do not allow the handlers to force you to move. Okay. Defying the handlers. Oh. They already did that. Yeah. They repeated that. Okay. Okay. So, interesting tips. So, overall, this list is... It seems like it has a two-fold agenda. The first part is how to keep and maintain this notion that you're a targeted individual, how to protect that, and also how to not get any worse in regards to mental illness, it seems like. Because seriously, half of the list is ways to take care of yourself when you're struggling. Like this is this is all stuff that I've I've had therapists tell me and stuff and I've I've, you know, read about in the past. And the other stuff is kind of how to not let anybody else convince you right, that you're right, wrong, right. kind of. So partially pretty good, partially a little a little troubling, but, you know, this is the paranoia that a lot of these folks are living with. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, at its core, I, I've been trying to be, I've been trying to be sensitive about it. Sure. And not not be too jokey and not be too dismissive, because I think at, at the core of this, it's sad. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people out there who legitimately are living in terror of this stuff and, and think that they're being followed. And that's got to be an awful way to live. So I don't want to, I don't want to be dismissive of that. Even if I don't necessarily believe it's, you know, it's exactly like we talked about last episode. And like we were talking about on the love and saucers episode, it's, you know, I don't believe that this is what's happening to them, but I do believe that they believe that it's happening to themselves. So that that's a, a different beast here. I don't think these people are just making it up to be the center of attention. Sure. And I do think 
there's legitimate feelings involved in this. Yeah, and I think the what we're trying to do is point out some of the thought process that the processes that they're dealing with, like so terrified of people just not believing them that to not even go get help if they do need help. And also just to kind of figure out like why are these thoughts occurring or why are they thinking that this is happening? Yeah. So and oh, I was going to say, I, you know, when I was doing research on this, uh, I came across, I guess, one of the darker aspects of gang stalking and the gang stalking community is that there have been a handful of mass shootings perpetrated by individuals who thought they were the target of gang stalking. You know, just the short list that I have here, you have uh, Aaron Alexis, who in September of 2013 shot 15 people, killed 12 at the Washington Navy Yard in Washington, D.C. You had Myron May, who in November of 2014 shot three students at Florida State University. And you had Gavin Long, who in July of 2016 shot six police officers, three of which died in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And all of these people uh, identified as targeted individuals. Myron May, in fact, actually posted online, I think, I think it was like a Facebook group about gang stalking, posted, and I quote, has anyone here ever been encouraged by your handler to kill with a promise of freedom? Hmm. And so this is this is just three cases of this. And I don't want to say that the gang stalking community is responsible for this because clearly there was something going on with these people. But I think that somebody could be somebody who's already feeling a kind of a paranoia and who could wind up getting to the level where they're going to perpetrate a mass shooting. Definitely, I could see how they would identify with this. And you're saying that these three people had considered themselves targeted individuals. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. There's like there's public records, you know, online stuff, posts and everything where they definitely um I think Myron May was or no, maybe it was Gavin Long actually has a, a lot of videos on YouTube where he was discussing being a targeted individual and stuff and and I think referencing gang stalking communities. Wow. So last week we were talking about some of the reasons why people would think that they were being stalked. We were talking about apophenia which was um, the tendency to attribute meaning to perceived connections. We were talking about pareidolia, which was um, looking for a pattern and thing, like uh, the man in the moon, backwards messages in music. But what are some of the more non-psychiatric reasons that this would happen? Well, we we briefly talked about Cointel Pro, which was a, mm-hmm. a program run by the FBI that was it was made public. That that yeah. was, it was a real thing, and they targeted MLK, Malcolm yeah. X, the KKK, etc. Definitely used tactics like this, but as we discussed last episode, against high-profile right. individuals and people that were part of groups that were deemed subversive. So I found this little bit of information. There's a gentleman named Ted Gunderson, who was a former FBI agent, and he confirmed that gang stalking was a thing. He was a former FBI agent and he confirmed gang stalking and he put out a whole statement. He said, people are not crazy. This is a quote. People are not crazy, nor does America have a group with mass paranoia. This is a real crime. Gang stalking, mod stalking, no touch torture, multi stalking, vengeance stalking, cause stalking, stalking by proxy, organized stalking, organized harassment, group stalking, community mobbing, 
terrorist stalking, Cointel Pro, Red Squads, Operation Tips, community policing, etc., whatever it's whatever its real name is, is a crime. The tactics used are criminal and immoral. Former head of the FBI Los Angeles Field Office, 1977-1999. So, hmm. I don't I didn't do enough research to determine if this was debunked, but like I said, I I was telling you before we recorded the other day, I found, like, there was, like, you can find, like, this typed-up statement that looks pretty official on, like, a bunch of different websites, so. Yeah, but you, you gotta be careful with this. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That's, I mean, that's a, a very common logical fallacy, which is the appeal to authority. Because this guy was an FBI agent, that suddenly means he knows what he's talking about. And this guy, just because you're an FBI agent, or even the head of the FBI, of an FBI department, that's not... the head of an fbi department yeah uh that doesn't mean you are exempt from having these delusions and stuff because as we've discussed many times having delusions and being mistaken about things doesn't mean that you are completely incompetent so yeah i i I, i'm naturally a little skeptical of that statement of course and even if you look at i mean he he has a wikipedia page that says he's a he's definitely a a director at the FBI, mm-hmm. um, and that he got together with a conspiracy theorist named Anthony J. Hilder, and they he interviewed he was interviewed by him on many occasions. Um, okay. And they said that the 1993 World Trade Center bombing was the result of FBI agent provocateurs. Interesting. So he's definitely a, a real person who is really in the FBI, but who knows what his motivation is to come out and say that. Gang stalking is really a tactic used by the FBI. Yeah. My question is, has he put out a book? Has no. he, you know, has he, he stood to make some money out of this? Sure, possibly. I want to read that book. So, of course, you know, we we're talking about COINTELPRO here, the government doing it, law enforcement doing it. And, of course, on the fringes, you can definitely pick out some less terrestrial perpetrators. Extraterrestrial? Uh, extraterrestrial yeah uh, mm. people have definitely claimed that the the, the people stalking them are aliens hmm. reptilians back to those guys and this does fit that kind of reptilian worldview for sure now reptilian seems. i'm sorry can you remind me reptilians live here or are yes. from here okay they're here they're shapeshifters they feed off of uh negative energy so well, i could totally see how a reptilian stalking someone and ruining mm. their life could feed them. I can see that. Yeah. Also, I, I've seen several people discuss how these are demons. Really? Yeah. For the, what purpose? Uh, demon shit. Demon shit. Demons gotcha. being demons. <sighs> demons being demons. Which I, I do legit feel bad for anybody that sure. thinks that demons are stalking them. Right. Because that's got to be fucking terrifying. Like, I've... I, I, growing up Catholic, I've intermittently been terrified of demons stalking me, and I don't even believe in them throughout my life. So, yeah, I mean, I wonder if they look at people and see demon faces when they look at them because that would be really scary. Yeah, but the aliens—I mean, why would aliens stalk and track one specific person? Why wouldn't they be interested in everybody? They're from—they're from outer space. Well, I mean, this probably ties into abduction phenomena accounts where people are targeted because they're special right like the aliens are stalking me because i have something that other people don't what do you got i have a pocket full of viagra that i got from a time warp 
And those aliens are trying to get that because they are DTF, baby. Don't you take my Viagra. Ah, you admit it. Well, this has gone off the rails. So let's wrap up our conversation <laughs> about gang stalking. It's pretty interesting. And it seems I the only I think one of the scarier parts is that it just seems to be getting bigger. Yeah. Because if you're saying we got 10,000 targeted individuals, how much more is that going to be the more people talk about it? Mm-hmm. And the more people find their community uh, yeah. through this. And that is definitely one of the, I guess, more insidious aspects of the internet that nobody anticipated. You know, right. we all thought that the internet would provide us limitless knowledge and our society would get better as a result. But instead, it's given us our own little niches that we could dig in mm-hmm. and like just only talk to people that reinforce the things we believe. So it's definitely given us... I, it's made things a lot more polarized, I think. So, right. yeah, I, I, I think this has the potential to keep going even further. So who yeah. knows where it'll go, you know? And it's, again, that, that it makes me, I, I feel, I feel for these people that are going through this. You know, I'm, I'm sure that there are definitely people just making it up wholesale and know they're making it up. But the, I, I think a lot of these people are going through some shit and maybe aren't dealing with it properly. Yeah, and know? I think And this it's, is a dangerous thing to get involved in something that's going to feed that delusion and i think also it's only going to grow the more reports that you have coming out of oh yeah by the way like this company was stealing your information this company oh yeah yeah as soon as we find out like these little home assistants these voice activated home assistants like as soon as we find out that like you know they record part of your conversations or whatever you know it's just going to add more fuel to the fire and yeah the more times that these like giant companies come out and have these data breaches and we find out how much the government, like not even a conspiracy theory, but how much they are spying on us, you know, as has come out with, uh, what was it? The, um, not the FBI, but the, not the secret service. Come on. We can do this together. Not the CIA. Uh, the, no, the, the, uh, well, Homeland security and the NSA, how much they were, when it came out that they were like, combing through emails and stuff like that like yeah so the more and more stories that come out like that i'm sure the 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 worse this is going to get so absolutely yeah i mean in the last few days i know that the democrats joined with the republicans to vote to give the president even further reaching powers to to spy and wiretap and everything and great yeah so that's that's definitely going to feed the the delusion even more but i i don't know i i kind of think that one of the things that we can do to help combat this, I guess, is talk about mental illness more and try to get our society to shift its perspective. You know, and it's it's really important that people going through shit talk about it. People that have gone through it in the past talk about it and be as open as possible to reduce that stigma. Because I think the more mental illness becomes normalized, the less shame people are going to feel about it. And mm-hmm. the easier it'll be to accept, yeah, I have something going on. You know, it, it doesn't mean it's like I'm going to get locked away in a mental ward. That doesn't mean that I have to be viewed as lesser than everybody else because lots and lots of people go through this stuff. So I think if our society becomes a lot more open about it and that stigma is erased, I think stuff like this would definitely decrease exponentially because people would be a lot more comfortable just talking about it. Definitely. You know? I went to my therapist today and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Boy, I'm going to see a new one next week. Oh, see? So, yeah. And also, take your medicines. 
Take your, take your Viagra and your weird cream that you get from a sketchy, ther- sketchy pharmacist. Your early 80s time tunnel Viagra. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's not Viagra. Why am I agreeing with you now? <laughs> you said yeah. Damn it. And I'm going to I'm gonna sweeten it a little bit to make it even sound like you're, you're agreeing with me even more. Wait, what's that mean? You're going to sweeten my Viagra? No, the audio. I, I get it. I'm going to cut out certain words and you say, oh, I can't wait to have a boner. Oh, Jesus. Why am I going to sound like a robot? We've gone off the rails again. We have. Hey, Dennis. Hey, Josh. Oh, real quick. What? This whole topic is, it runs very parallel to something that Jamie is very obsessed with, Morgellons disease. Um, Is it Morgellons disease or is it just Morgellons? I think just Morgellons. Yeah. I I think I've heard it referred to as Morgellons disease. But I think next episode, we're going to have Jamie on. Oh. Finally, and she's going to talk to us about Morgellons. All right, I like which it. Which is another kind of out there, semi-delusional thing. Uh, I think that has thrived because of the internet. So mm-hmm. we have that to look forward to. Yeah, we've been talking about having some other buddies on to talk about their favorite conspiracy theories, as well as we got some other ideas up our sleeves. Yeah. 2018, as long as nobody dies, should be a good good year. Yeah, for sure. For po- provided I don't ha- I don't have to drown the year in the toilet. Gosh. Flush, flush, baby. Josh. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's all the time we have for this call. Yeah, I do too. All right. Okay. Hey, talk, catch, yeah. you, catch you later. Hey, see you later, buddy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.